welcome to CET 93 FM. I'm Swagata. Today, we bring to you Kabuliwala, an immortal short story by the great Indian writer and literature Nobel laureate Rabindranath Tagore. Kabuliwala, a moving story of filial affection, was published in Bengali in the year 1892. It was translated into English by William Radis. The voice actors are Maidili Nair, Sudha Bhatt, Paul Malier, and Das Keshavapille. Editing is by Saji Sadashivan. My five-year-old daughter Minnie can't stop talking for a minute. It only took her a year to learn to speak after coming into the world, and ever since she has not wasted a minute of her waking hours by keeping silent. Her mother often scolds her and makes her shut up, but I can't do that. When Minnie is quiet, it is so unnatural that I cannot bear it, so she is rather keen on chatting to me. One morning, as I was starting the 17th chapter of my novel, Minnie came up to me and said, Father, round the hill the gatekeeper calls a crow a cowa instead of a cock. He doesn't know anything, does he? Before I had a chance to enlighten her about the multiplicity of the languages in the world, she brought up another subject. Guess what, Father? Bona says it rains when an elephant in the sky squirts water through its trunk. What nonsense he talks, right? On and on and all, all day. Without waiting for my opinion on this matter either, she suddenly asked, Father, what relation is mother to you? Good question, I said to myself, but to Minnie I said, run off and play with Bola. I have got work to do. But she then sat down near my feet beside my writing table and slapping her knees began to recite Aktum, Paktum at top speed. Agdam bagdam goradum sache Agdam bagdam goradum sache dal go gurme gurbaje Bachte bachte chulla doli doli galo she kamla phooli Bachte bachte chulla doli doli galo she kamla phooli Kamla fooler theatre, Suchi mammer theatre, Kamla fooler theatre, Suchi mammer theatre, Alla bongo hate jai, Jalaranaro kini kai. Alla bongo hate jai, Jalaranaro kini kai. Pola the bone, pola the soul. Mamar lamai pogor fool. Agadam bagadam goradum sachi. Dal go gorme gorabaji. Agadam bagadam goradum sachi. Dal go gorme gorabaji. La 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 Meanwhile, in my 17th chapter, Pratap Singh was leaping under the cover of night 
from his high prison window into the river below with Kanchanmala in his arms. My study looks out onto the road. Mini suddenly abandoned the Aktum Bhaktum game, ran over to the window and shouted, Hi, Kabuliwala, Kabuliwala, Kabuliwala! Dressed in dirty baggy clothes, Pagri on his head, bag hanging from his shoulder, and with three or four boxes of grapes in his hand, a tall Kabuliwala was ambling along the road. It was hard to say exactly what thoughts the sight of him has put into my beloved daughter's mind, but she began to shout and shriek at him. That swinging bag spells trouble, I thought. My 17th chapter won't get finished today. But just as the Kabuliwala, attracted by Minnie's yells, looked towards us with a smile and started to approach our house, Minnie gasped and ran into inner rooms, disappearing from view. She had a blind conviction that if one looked inside that swinging bag, one would find three or four live children like her. Meanwhile, the Kabuliwala came up to the window and smilingly salaamed. I decided that although the plight of Pradap Singh and Kanjanmala was extremely critical, it would be curlish not to invite the fellow inside and buy something from him. I bought something. Then I chatted to him for a bit. We talked about Abdul Rahman's effort to preserve the integrity of Afghanistan against the Russians and the British. When he got up to leave, he asked, Babu, where did your little girl go? To dispel her groundless fears, I called Mini to come out. She clung to me and looked suspiciously at the Kabuliwala and his bag. The Kabuliwala took some raisins and apricots out and offered them to her, but she would not take them, and clung to my knees with doubled suspicion. Thus passed her first meeting with the Kabuliwala. A few days later, when for some reason I was on my way out of the house one morning, I saw my daughter sitting on a bench in front of the door, nattering unrestrainedly, and the Kabuliwala was sitting at her feet, listening, grinning broadly and from time to time making comments in his hybrid sort of Bengali. In all her five years of life, Mini had never found so patient a listener apart from her father. I also saw that her fold of her little sari was crammed with raisins and nuts. I said to the Kabuliwala, why have you given all this? Don't give her any more. I then took a half rupee out of my pocket and gave it to him. He unhesitantly took the coin and put it in his bag. When I returned home, I found that half rupee had caused a full-scale row. Minnie's mother was holding up a round shiny object and saying crossly to Minnie, Minnie, where did you get this half rupee from? The Kabuliwala gave it to me said Minnie. Why did you take it from the Kabuliwala? said her mother. I didn't ask for it, said Minnie tearfully. He gave it to me himself. I rescued Minnie from her mother's wrath and took her outside. I'd learned that this was not just the second time that Minnie and the Kabuliwala had met. He had been coming nearly every day and by bribing her eager little heart with pistachio nuts, had quite won her over. I found that they now have certain fixed jokes and routines. For example, as soon as Minnie saw Rahmat, she giggled and asked, Kabuliwala, <laughs> Kabuliwala, oh Kabuliwala, what 
have you got in your bag? Rahmat would laugh back and say, giving the word a peculiar nasal tang. An elephant. The notion of an elephant in his bag was the source of immense hilarity. It might not be a very subtle joke, but they both seemed to find it very funny and it gave me pleasure to see on an autumn morning a young child and a grown-up man laughing so heartily. They had a couple of other jokes. Rahmat would say to Mini, Little one, don't ever go off to your sasabari. Most Bengali girls grew up hearing frequent references to their sasurbari. But my wife and I are rather progressive people and we don't keep talking to our young daughter about her future marriage. She therefore couldn't clearly understand what Rahmat meant. Yet to remain silent and give no reply was wholly against her nature. So she would turn the idea around and say, Are you going to your sasurbari? party? Shaking his huge fist at an imaginary father-in-law, Rahmat said, I will settle him. Mini laughed merrily as she imagined the fate awaiting this unknown creature called a Sasur. It was a perfect autumn weather. In ancient times, kings used to set out on their world conquest in autumn. I never had been away from Calcutta. Precisely because of that, my mind rose all over the world. I seem to be contempt to my house, but I constantly yearn for the world outside. If I hear the name of a foreign land, at once my heart raised towards it. And if I see a foreigner, at once an image of a cottage on some far bank or wooded mountainside forms in my mind. And I think of the free and pleasant life I would lead there. At the same time, I am such a rooted sort of individual that whenever I have to leave my familiar spot, I practically collapse. So a morning spent sitting at my table in my little study, chatting with this Kabuliwala was quite enough wandering for me. High, scorched, blood-colored, forbidding mountains on either side of the narrow desert path, laden camels passing, turban merchants and wayfarers, some on the camels, some walking, some with spears in their hands, some with old-fashioned finlock guns. My friend would talk of his native land in this booming, broken Bengali, and a mental picture of it would pass before my eyes. Minnie's mother is very easily alarmed. The slightest noise in the street makes her think that all the world's drunkards are charging straight at her house. She cannot dispel from her mind, despite her experience of life, which isn't great, the apprehension that the world is overrun with thieves, bandits, drunkards, snakes, tigers, malaria, caterpillar, cockroaches and white-skinned marauders. She was not too happy about Rahmat the Kabuliwala. She repeatedly told me to keep a close eye on him. If I tried to laugh off her suspicion, she would launch into a succession of questions. So, do people's children never go missing? And is there no slavery in Afghanistan? Is it completely impossible for a huge Afghan to kidnap a little child? I had to admit that it was not impossible, but I found 
it hard to believe. People are suggestible to varying degrees. This was why my wife reminded so edgy, but I still saw nothing wrong in letting Rahmat come to our house. Every year, about the middle of the month of Mag, Rahmat went home. He was always very busy before he left, collecting money owed to him. He had to go from house to house, but he still made time to visit Mini. To see them together, one might well suppose that they were plotting something. If he couldn't come in the morning, he would come in the evening. To see his lanky figure in a corner of the darkened house, with his baggy pajamas hanging loosely around him, was indeed a little frightening. But my heart would light up as Minnie ran to meet him, smiling and calling. Kabuliwala, 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 kabuliwala. And the usual innocent jokes passed between two friends, unequal in age though they were. One morning, I was sitting in my little study, correcting proof sheets. The last days of winter had been very cold, shiveringly so. The morning sun was shining through the window onto my feet below my table, and this touch of warmth was very pleasant. It must have been about eight o'clock. Early morning walkers, swathed in scarf, had almost finished their dawn stroll and had returned to their homes. It was then there was a sudden commotion in the street. I looked outside and saw our Rahmat in handcuffs, being marched along by two policemen, and behind him a crowd of curious boys. Rahmat's clothes were blood-stained, and one of the policemen was holding a blood-soaked knife. I went outside and stopped him, asking what was up. I heard partially from him and partially from Rahmat himself that a neighbor of ours had owed Rahmat something for a rampudi chada. He tried to lie his way out of the debt, and in the ensuing brawl, Rahmat had stabbed him. Rahmat was mouthing various unrepeatable curses against the lying debtor when Minnie ran out of the house, calling, "Kabuliwala, oh Kabuliwala!" For a moment, Rahmat's face lit up with pleasure. He had no bag over his shoulder today, so they couldn't have their usual discussion about it. Minnie came straight out with her, "Are you going to Sasurbari, Kabuliwala?" Yes, I am going there now," said Rahmat with a smile. But when he saw that his reply had failed to amuse Minnie, he brandished his handcuffed fist and said, "I would have killed my Sasur, but how can I with this on?" Rahmat was convicted of assault and sent to prison for several years. He virtually faded from our minds. Living at home, carrying on day by day with our routine tasks, we gave no thoughts to how a free-spirited mountain dweller was passing his years behind prison walls. As for the fickle Minnie, even her father would have to admit that her behavior was not very praiseworthy. She simply forgot her old friend. At first, Nabi the groom replaced him in her affection. Later, as she grew up, girls rather than little boys became her favorite companions. 
she even stopped coming to her father's study and i in a sense dropped her several years went by it was autumn again minnie's marriage had been decided and the wedding was fixed for the puja holiday our pride and joy would soon like durga going to mount kailas darken her parents house by moving to her husband's it was a most beautiful morning sunlight washed clean by monsoon rains seemed to shine with the purity of smelt gold its radiance lent an extraordinary grace to calcutta's back streets with their sparkling tumble down cheek by gaul dwellings the sunai started to play in our house when the night was scarcely over its wailing vibration seemed to rise from deep within my rib cage its sad bavari raga joined forces with the autumn sunshine in spreading through the wall the grief of my imminent separation today my mini would be married From dawn on there was uproar endless coming and going a canopy was being erected in the yard of the house by binding bamboo poles together chandeliers twinkled as they were hung in the room and verandas there was constant loud talk i was sitting in my study doing accounts when rahmat suddenly appeared and salam before me at first i didn't recognize him He had no bag he had lost his long hair his former vigor has gone but when he smiled i recognized him how are you rahmat i said when did you come i was let out of prison yesterday evening his words startled me i never confronted a would be murderer before i shrank back at the sight of him I began to feel that on this auspicious morning it would be better to have the man out of the way. We have got something on in our house today, I said. I am rather busy. Please go now. He was ready to go at once, but just as he reached the door, he hesitated a little and said, "Can't I see your little girl for a moment?" It seemed he thought that Minnie was still just as she was when he had known her that she would come running as before calling Kabuliwala oh Kabuliwala that their old merry banter would resume he had even brought remembering their old friendship a box of grapes and few nuts and raisins wrapped in paper extractor no doubt from some afghan friend of his having no bag of his own there is something on in this house today i said you can't see anyone he looked rather crestfallen he stood silently for a moment longer casting a solemn glance at me then saying babu salam he walked towards the door I felt a sudden pang. I thought of calling him back, but then I saw that he himself was returning. I brought this box of grapes and these nuts and raisins for the little one, he said. Please give them to her. Taking them from him, I was about to pay him for them when he suddenly clasped my arm and said, "Please don't give me any money." 
I shall always be grateful, Babu. Just as you have a daughter, so do I have one in my own country. It is with her in mind that I came with a few raisins for your daughter. I did not come to trade with you. Then he put a hand inside his big loose shirt and took out from somewhere close to his heart a crumbled piece of paper. Unfolding it very carefully, he spread it out on my table. There was a small handprint on the paper. Not a photograph, not a painting. The hand has been rubbed with some soot and pressed down on the paper. Every year, Rahmat carried this memento of his daughter's in his breast pocket when he came to sell raisins in Calcutta Street. As if the touch of that soft, small, childish hand brought solace to his huge, homesick breast. My eyes swam at the sight of it. I forgot then that he was an Afghan raisin seller and I was a Bengali Babu. I understood then that he was as I am, that he was a father, just as I am a father. The handprint of this little mountain-dwelling poverty reminded me of my own Minnie. At once I sent for her from the inner part of the house. Objections came back. I refused to listen to them. Minnie dressed as a bride, sandal-paste pattern on her bro, red silk sari, came timidly into the room and stood close by me. The Kabuliwala was confused at first when he saw her. He couldn't bring himself to utter his old greeting. But at last, he smiled and said, Little one, are you going to your Sasurbari? Minnie now knew the meaning of Sasurbari. She couldn't reply as before. She blushed at Rahmat's question and looked away. I recall the day when Minnie and the Kabuliwala had first met. My heart ached. Minnie left the room and Rahmat, sighing deeply, sat down on the floor. He suddenly understood clearly that his own daughter would have grown up too since he last saw her. And with her too, he would have to become reacquainted. He would not find her exactly as she was before. Who knew what had happened to her these eight years? In the cool autumn morning sunshine, the Sahanai went on playing and Rahmat sat in a Calcutta lane and pictured to himself the barren mountains of Afghanistan. I took out a banknote and gave it to him. Rahmat, I said, go back to your homeland and your daughter. By your blessed reunion, Minnie will be blessed. By giving him this money, I had to trim certain items from the wedding festivities. I wasn't able to afford the electric illumination I had planned, nor did the trumpet and drum band come. The women folks were very displeased at this, but for me, the ceremony was lit by a kinder, more gracious light. You are listening to Kabuliwala, a short story by Rabindranath Tagore, a CT93 FM presentation. <laughs>